0: Welcome everyone, you're listening to today's episode of Bear With Us with Jordan Jensen and Joe Bolanski. In today's episode, we break down the five most head-scratching moves from around the NFL offseason so far. Hope everyone listens and enjoys the show and is safe quarantining in their house during the coronavirus pandemic. Enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Bear With Us. I'm Jordan Jensen.
1: Joe Blansky.
0: And, you know, we are doing something new today. We're not only doing the podcast, but we're also doing a video stream portion as well that we're going to post to YouTube, hopefully tonight or tomorrow, you know, at the latest. So I'm getting used to this. I mean, I've never actually done a video stream uh for a show before so i don't really know i don't know what to look at i don't know if i should look at you should i look at the camera like what should i do like i don't i don't know i don't know what to do like, have you have you have you done this before
1: i mean I, like i've done like video calls and like meetings and yep. stuff like that but yeah. yeah and like and that's the thing it's like so i couldn't get it to work on my computer because of course skype and microsoft right. can't make anything easy so i'm right. using my phone right. so it's like i don't know if the camera is good enough to tell like if I'm looking at it or you, and then it doesn't yeah. help. I don't know if my glasses are like dirty or something like that. But I'm getting a horrible glare. So it's like <laughs> I gotta like keep my face like this. But then you see double chins, and nobody wants to see that. Right. So there's
0: no winning. There, there's no, no. winning.
1: But that's the uh, fun of it, right? That's that's the uh, hot. That's what's hot in the streets. Get a, offer a little audio. Some people like to watch. Yeah, so, exactly.
0: Different different people like different things. Um, so Joe. We're in, like, a weird place. I know we talked about this last time, Um, but, like, we're quarantined. Like, I mean, we can't – I can't – we were just talking about this before the show. Like, I can't leave the house. Like, I don't know how long we're going to be here, and I'm – I don't know what to do. Like, not only is there no sports, but, like like you said, like, everyone who lives here, I'm just – like you get annoyed with them so quickly and you don't know what to do. I'm just, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. (laughs) I don't know what to do.
1: Yeah. Like I'm, I'm at the point where it's like, if I like breathe wrong, I'm getting yelled at. It's like,
0: yes. Oh my God. Yes, dude. You have no idea. I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) It's driving me crazy. Like, and then you want to just kind of be by yourself and do what you want. And then it's like, oh, well, that's probably wrong too right so it's like what there's just no winning right now no matter what so uh yeah this this is probably the most fun i've had right now
1: most definitely and it's like i'm still looking for a job like we were talking about earlier the paper that i was freelancing freelancing for went under so it was like like yesterday it was like like you know i'm home alone during the day for the most part but like I went for a drive because I was like, I don't really know what else to do, so I just like drove around until I got tired. But then it was like, wait, I'm not gonna be able to fill up my gas tank with what money, right? Right. So like, no, it's crazy. But then here's the here's the weird thing though that I noticed, like when I was out, because like I kind of I guess a little bit like a creep, but not really. I was just like kind of just driving around my neighborhood at first before I got onto like you know main and like busy streets. I I get that, like you can still kind of go outside and and they're, you know, they want to limit the amount of people gathering and stuff like that. But there was so many people outside yesterday. First of all, it's like, I didn't realize how many people were home, whether if they're just not able to work right now or or what the deal is. But there was like multiple times where there'd be like four people walking a dog or like, this was bananas. There were, there were two little kids riding like tricycles or not like, well, like bikes with training wheels on the sidewalk like two little kids and then their dad was just like rollerblading in the street next to him <laughs> really <laughs> yeah and then like yesterday like i sent you a few videos because again I, I might send some more because it's just stupid but i don't know they make me laugh how i'm situated it's like i feel bad yesterday i was playing with fireworks but the house direct like across from me and the house next to me both have like little kids and like i know that so it's like I don't want to be a huge jerk if they're, like, trying to have this kid sleep, but I'm sitting here playing with fireworks, but I don't know what else to do. Right. Like, that's just, like, the, like, redneck in me where it's like, well, I may have found fireworks, may as well play with them.
0: Right, might as well start a fire or some shit, right? Yeah, I'm with you. I actually, and for those of you who know me, this will tell you just how bored I am. I picked up a book this week, and I've been reading a book, like, I never do that. I mean, like, I've always kind of wanted to, but I've never enjoyed it. And now I'm like, oh, shit, this is actually the most fun I can have right now. This is this is awesome, right? So it's crazy. But you know what? Let's get away from that real quick. Yeah? Let's get away from all that shit. Let's talk about football. Yeah? Um, It's been a minute Um, since really any free agency moves have happened or any – any real moves in any sports at all. And, and, you know, it sucks. But um, now that, you know, it's over, you know, at least the first wave of free agency and trades is over um, until the draft happens, probably. You know, if the draft happens, let's just hope. Um, So today, you and me, we're going to go through our top five, if you want to call it. We always say top five. And then it just kind of goes... You know, five we like and not really in any order. Um, so we got five most impactful. And we also have five most head-scratching moves this off season. So that can be free agency signings. That can be trades. That can be anything to do with the NFL this off season. So, Joe, um, what do you want to start out with? Do you want to start with impactful? Do you want to start with disappointing, head-scratching? What?
1: I say, maybe because there could be more. I say we should start with the worst first. All right. All you know right. I'm saying, I'm then, then we we can end on a on a positive note. Maybe give if there's any yeah. fans fans from the best list, give them a little optimism, get them a little yeah. fired up. So Fuck we can yeah. start with Hell the yeah. worst first.
0: All right. All right. Worst first. All right. Um, you know what? Go ahead. Who's number five?
1: All right. Real quick before before we get into this. It, what's different now with like we're getting like doing video as well is like i have to be conscious of what i'm doing with my face because before right. it, before it was more or less just like a phone call right like we were still using skype right but we were just looking to get the audio to upload to the pod but now right. it's like now now that we're going to try a combination thing so we can do it you know two different ways it's right. like oh shoot like i need to like pay attention to what i'm doing here
0: right and it's also like well I also have to remind myself that we're also doing a podcast and they can't see what we're doing. So that too, it's like a balance, you know, so we're going to figure it out. And it's going to be rough at first. But shit, you know what, Joe? We got nothing else to do. We're stuck in our house. So we're going to figure this shit out. All right.
1: And it's a hell of an introduction to, to the video with the debut. Well, I mean, I've had the trash stash for a while because, again, we've been in quarantine. I've kind of given up. I think it's funny. It's not good. Dude. I'm well aware of that. I like your stash is so much
0: better than mine. Mine
1: See, but it's not
0: full at all. And it's just, it's a mess. Like I look like a 14 year old Hispanic kid trying to grow a mustache is what it looks like.
1: Yeah. I mean, you. I guess you do have the lighter colored hair, so that kind of helps. But the weird thing is too, that I'll notice we're we're really digressing here. It's all right. Never mind. Never (laughs) mind. We're just just getting to it
0: back to number five. What do you got?
1: Yep. So number five, uh, we talked about this a little pre-show. Um, I, I could go more in depth, obviously, you know, with this player, his relationship with the team that he was with beforehand, it was fractured. He had held out. He was expecting to get a lot more money. He didn't, he didn't get what he was looking for. So ultimately now this time around, they move him. And that is Melvin Gordon from the los angeles san diego chargers whatever you want to call them i still say san diego I but um that that's my first one is melvin gordon to denver now that's not to say that melvin gordon isn't still serviceable he's still a good running back um it was it was i don't think it wasn't like a crazy huge contract i don't believe um because again we kind of knew that his time was done in in la regardless so why, why I have him on here is because what do you what is Denver doing? They already are hoarding running backs, right? They already yeah. have Philip Lindsay, who broke out and was like, okay, cool, this guy's our number one, and they right. have Royce Freeman, who's kind of like their hammer, right? When and he you need- yeah,
0: he, he's kind of like Melvin Gordon in a way, you know, like that. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, you're you're right. It's not a knock on Melvin Gordon. Melvin no. Gordon's a good running back, but they had two good ones already. So why? why spend money at, at that position when you don't really have to, you know, that isn't, you're right.
1: And then like, I get like, it's a business. So hopefully everybody could all be professionals too. But like you have the great Philip Lindsay story where it's undrafted kid from Colorado, from State. Colorado. Yeah. Like from his hometown team and mm-hmm. kind of his rise, right? Like this like cool underdog story that everybody loves to see. And it was clear that at that point, Denver was putting their faith in him. So now what does that kind of say to you, right? When they bring in yeah. something like Melvin Gordon, right? Like, I think that that's got to hurt. Obviously you're yeah. excited, I guess, to maybe have a caliber of that guy in your running back room. And maybe there's something Absolutely. you can learn from him, right? Because yeah. it, whether it be life football, you you never stop learning. Right. So no. it helps, but I just feel with like some of the other pieces who had left Denver, uh, yeah. Derek Wolf, Chris Harris, stuff like that, like, the money could have been spent elsewhere because the running back wasn't necessarily something they needed to address. Yeah. And and from Gordon's standpoint, I mean, with all due respect to the Broncos, I don't think by going from L.A. to Denver, he's improving his chances of trying to win a championship. If that's what he's after, like, uh, hey, hey Denver, there's a kid called Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson (laughs) in the AFC right? Like, with all due right. respect to Drew Locke, right? I mean, you didn't get to really see too much of him because he, he yeah. had gotten hurt, but I don't really think that at that point, they're in contentions for championships. I don't really understand the mindset from, from Melvin Gordon looking to go there, and I don't really understand yeah. what exactly Elway is trying to do by, by adding him.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, Um but um, going back, like you mentioned, that they lost um, Chris Harris and they lost uh, also Derek Wolf. They also did acquire Jarell Casey from Tennessee, yep. and they did trade for AJ Bouye, 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 something. So uh, they did they did uh, you know recoup those uh, departures in a way. But yeah, this doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense. I think if anything, to me, it doesn't it doesn't knock Philip Lindsay at all. If I'm reading to this, you know, if I'm Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman, I think it has more to say about Royce Freeman. I mean, yeah, he's been, it's been all right. I guess I, I I thought he was going to be better. And you know, if you're going to have a young quarterback and you know, Vic Fangio, you know, he's going to want to run the ball and play really good defense. Right. And drew lock has a really good arm. I mean, it, I think if I think their goal was to make it a better running game, Philip Lindsay is a good running back, but he's more of a he's more of an Austin Eckler, if you know, which is weird since you know we have Melvin Gordon here. He's kind of like this pass catching, um, really good screen catching running back, but can also you know carry it ten, thirteen times a game. Um, so to me, if, it, if it's knocking anybody, it's more Royce Freeman. Than Philip Lindsay, but like you said, it's it didn't make much sense. I mean, when you thought of Melvin Gordon hitting the market, you didn't even think of Denver. You know, no. you, you, I mean, I didn't really know where, but I definitely did not think Denver, you know. That it, it's interesting. It's really interesting. Uh yeah. yeah, go you want to ask Yeah, like, some?
1: Yeah, like they're, they're like now Denver has more running backs than there will be offensive snaps like True. how it'll be interesting yeah, to see how they're going to play that up. out because again whether it be royce freeman or philip Lindsay, like somebody's feelings is going to get hurt and that's oh, not good absolutely. for that's not good for a locker room right like if you no. if you have some guy coming out in, in anger and saying stuff the, that's going to affect the entire locker room and right. yeah i agree with you where like royce freeman i loved him in oregon you would have thought he would have been yeah. better yep. and I, i'll be surprised that uh, Philip Lindsay ended up winning a job over him because I believe, I believe Royce Freeman's the all-time leading rusher now in o- Oregon. And that's a pretty big accomplishment. There's been that's, a hell of a lot of good running backs in kind a of, uh, running. yep uh, yeah. a, a, a sp- in more recent years, but like a spread kind of run friendly offense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it be uh, DeAnthony Thomas uh, or, you know, Royce Freeman, ah, oh, shoot, who is, he was between the two of them. Uh- I don't know. No. But-
0: Legarrette Blunt went there for a little bit, right? Uh,
1: yeah, well, that was like that way was back. a long in time the... ago,
0: but um, I don't know I who it was.
1: I could have, um, oh, the Michael James. Oh, sorry. yeah, the
0: well, Michael he James. Was,
1: he was before both of them, but yeah. Yep. So you expect him to be better, but that's that's my first one. Um, in terms of for the worst.
0: Yeah. Um, you know. And and I'm starting off my list kind of weird here because this isn't really a move. Um but going back to Melvin Gordon's old team and the Chargers, they made a lot of moves that I really loved. I mean, like really loved. They went all around the roster and it looked and it really looked like that they were gonna get Tom Brady. Like all the moves they were making said man, this roster is really, really good. They're going to make a splash for Tom Brady. And then they didn't. And not only did they not get Tom Brady, which is okay, but to me, saying that Tyrod is their guy, I mean, and like I said, I know that's not a move. I mean, he was on the roster last year. But I guess them not making a move yet, at least, yet, at the quarterback position, kind of, it it kind of irks me, you know? Tyrod's solid. You know, if 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 I you know if you had the most solid, decent average quarterback, Tyrod's probably your guy, you know? Nothing wrong with him, nothing great with him. He's just all right. And to me, that's okay, but the rest of the roster and the moves they made this off-season say that they're trying to win right now. And yep. it's hard to do that with Tyrod Taylor as your quarterback you can make the playoffs maybe probably but that's about your ceiling probably with him as your quarterback I don't care how good your roster is you know their defense isn't that great the weapons around Tyrod aren't that great they're really good and if you had a guy I don't know maybe with with the upside of Jameis Winston or, or, or Cam Newton or especially Tom Brady coming through that door You might be, they might be a sneaky Super Bowl contender, but now that Tyrod is their only quarterback, really, for now, you know, their ceiling, I don't know, it's not, it's not as high as it could be. And, you know, it's disappointing for me, because like I said, I love the moves they made this offseason.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those things where, like, if they wanted to lean out, like, if you just had... an average like game managing type of quarterback which you know tyrod can make big plays he is still kind yeah, of mobile there is that yeah. yeah but that def, like that defense is good but like y- y- you're talking about like a generational sort of type defense in order right. to win or at least to go far into the playoffs right like I'm, they, they could easily go nine and seven or something like that ten and six that's right. not really out of the question but yeah, you, you really need some kind of stellar defense, which sure they they, they have big playmakers. Obviously mm-hmm. Bosa, they add Chris Harris, but mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't I don't disagree with that where it's like, yeah, at least try to do something. Now again, something. good for good for Tyrod if he if this is yeah. gonna be something where he's gonna be able to turn around his I don't wanna say career, but kind of reestablish himself as a starter, right? Right. So good for him, I guess, with that um la has faith in him but also do they right like right it it turns into one of those things where it's like well this is what we have so that's who they're going to go with you know kind of like almost settling so you know i i could agree with that where it is head scratching in terms of a lack of moves that they made to address that position because we all knew that philip rivers was out of there that was exactly the writing was on the wall everybody's seen that coming so That's that's a solid pick. Um, in terms of sort of head scratching kind of, Mm -hmm. if you want to call, you know, worst is is kind of harsh, but you know, I agree with that.
0: Right. All right. Uh, number four, who who's next?
1: So this one, this one's might hit home for you too. Um, my next one at number four, I have Leonard Floyd to the Rams.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: I just. Based upon you know what the Rams had lost and kind of you know what they're looking to do, I really don't think. And you know, we've seen in Chicago that Leonard Floyd isn't really it. He hasn't turned into the seventh overall pick that no. we thought he was going to be. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't a huge contract that they that they had given him. But who knows? You know, with Wade Phillips out as defensive coordinator too. Who yeah. knows kind of how that defense will look and what they're trying to do, but Leonard Floyd—that's not like a sexy signing, right? Like he's not—you're no. not fired up to get him. You're just kind of like, eh, okay, I guess so, right? Exactly. So,
0: yeah,
1: and and unless there's something he can turn around, but at this point, he's been in the league for what four years, mm-hmm. five years, yeah. And so I, I think that's a big enough sample size to see that it's just not he's not what everybody thought he was going to be. So, you know, is it kind of rude? I guess, but like, I'm glad he's out of Chicago. Obviously that opened up another spot and some of those signings maybe will be on this list later that, that, that the bears had kind of added, but yeah, I just don't really get why LA would kind of make that a priority. That's kind of really the only kind of, yeah, you know, it's just a, very mediocre signing for a team that one would consider. Now, last year was kind of a weird year, but they have high expectations.
0: and oh, absolutely. If
1: you have high expectations, you don't bring in somebody like Leonard Floyd.
0: Yeah, and what I'm really interested to see with L.A. is how they use Leonard Floyd. What is their goal with Leonard Floyd? they're paying 13 million on a 1-year contract. To me, that says they're trying to fill that um Dante Fowler Jr. role, you know? Because th- there are a lot of guys that kind of remind me of Floyd, whether that's Vic there's three guys who are all kind of the same to me. There's Leonard Floyd, there's Vic Beasley, and there's Dante Fowler. And those two guys have had more success getting to the quarterback than Leonard Floyd. But body-wise, skill set, frame—they all remind me of the same, and they haven't ever reached their full potential. They're all good players, but they're not what everyone thought they were going to be. And to me, when you're paying him 13 million over one year, you want him to be this really good pass rusher, or at least, or, or at least think he can still be that really great pass rusher. But like, but like we we've, we've watched them for four years, unless they're playing Green Bay. He's not a good pass rusher. You know, we've heard so many great things in training camp about, oh, man, he's going to be so great. Vic Fangio was so excited to have him and, you know, just thought the world of him. And it never came into fruition. You know, why is that? He's a good player. But you can't ask him to do too much. He's not this great edge rusher that everyone wants him to be. You know, if they want, they lost Corey Littleton and they lost um, Dante Fowler. I'd say he's somewhere in between, you know, obviously Littleton played inside linebacker and Fowler played edge, but Floyd's skill set, even though he plays the edge position is more like Littleton, where he's just this speed guy who can be good in the run, be good in the pass, and maybe get gets a quarterback every once in a while. So it's awkward he's in a really awkward position but yeah given that's a one year deal i think it's all right i think it's all right it's just a lot of money for a team who really needs pass rush who really needs it right now especially on edge and that's the guy you go get yeah that that is kind of head scratching
1: yeah and i think like part of the frustration that that comes with Leonard Floyd is like all the physical tools are there right He's oh, he's yeah. le- he's lanky. He's quick. He's a big body, but it just doesn't co- it doesn't come to fruition right. when it's time to execute. So, mm-hmm. kind of that lackluster play, based upon his his physical makeup, it, you know, he's he's I don't want to say a disappointment, but you would like to see more out of him.
0: Absolutely, and
1: he's underachieved. So, but that's kind of why I have him on here is because it's just not a splashy signing. Right. And not again, the the Rams have championships on their mind, right? They exactly. obviously make it there two years ago. Last year was kind of weird. Whether or not you want to believe that golf's the guy, but you don't. You don't bring in someone like Leonard Floyd with so much money that they gave him. Granted, yes, it is one year. It, right. it just it just doesn't make sense. Like it mm-hmm. wouldn't have surprised me if Leonard Floyd signed with somebody like uh, I don't even know. the the Raiders or something like that, or the Redskins. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe the Redskins are turning it around, but teams that you're just so used to making bonehead decisions, Mm -hmm. and you don't really think of the Rams when you think of bonehead decisions, and I think this kind of falls into that a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Number four on my list. Um, Again, I'm going kind of unorthodox as to this point. Um, I'm going to group up a couple of different, um, accusi- accusations, acquisitions, acquisitions. Um, so, um, the Lions, I don't know what they're doing. It seems like they're trying to be New England 2.0. And we've seen a lot of different franchises and organizations try to go that route. I don't think we've ever seen anyone go this far into it. Tennessee has kind of done that from time to time. Obviously, Vrabel very, very being from New England. Um, but going back to last season, they traded Diggs, their safety, to Seattle. And then this offseason, they traded – I don't know where Sl- Slay, Darius Slay ranks on cornerback rankings. He's somewhere up there. He's really good. Yeah. And they traded him away for – I don't even remember what they got. Did they get two third-round picks? Or a third That's and something sa-
1: else, I think. That sounds about right.
0: Right. So one of the best corners in the game. Even though you're gonna lose him, I get it. But you're gonna lose him because you didn't want him in the first place. You know, like it. You know, it's not like, you know, like that. That was your wrongdoing in the first place. Yeah. And then also, they signed Vitai. I don't. I do not want to pronounce his first name. It's like got. 25 letters in it, I swear. But he was he was a backup tackle in Philadelphia, and granted, he got a lot of playing time because guys like Lane Johnson and uh, and Peters were out a lot, and he played pretty well, I guess. But he was still a backup, and he gave him five years, fifty million. Doesn't quite add up for me. And also, they um, who else did they get? Um, oh, they brought in Jamie Collins three years, thirty million dollars, and it's just. I know that maybe this is me, but there's also a lot of people who there's just a stigma of guys who leave New England and you don't believe in. He fits that category for me. Not only did he do that when he left New England the first time and got traded and signed that big deal in Cleveland, but even more so now, like we've seen it happen with him when he's outside of New England. He has not been this good football player. I mean, really? I mean, he really hasn't. So, to me, I mean, I get it. His stardom started with Matt Patricia as his defense yep. coordinator. So, that does make sense to me. But a lot of these guys, I mean, I I, I, I'm, I don't know for sure. But I would say 70% of their starting defense or rotational defense is from New England. I swear. It's, that's what it seems yep. like to me. And if that's the case, then why is your defense still not up to par. You know, like that like it, if that's what you're trying to do then it should be working. And if it was working then keep doing it. But it, it, it just doesn't make sense. They they I don't I don't know. Like none of the signings or trades really made sense to me. I don't know what they're really trying to accomplish. I really don't.
1: Yeah, and like I think too I don't know if that says something about Matt Patricia. It, you know, it is maybe his chops not what we thought they were, right? right? Because yeah, now at now at this point, he's getting all his guys. These these are right. all New England exactly. guys. And we're we're still seeing the lions kind of be the same old lions, right? Like it's not right. fixing those issues. So it, you know, is, is that on Patricia's shoulders, you know, I, I don't know where the blame begins. But yeah, I, I guess I kind of agree with, with you that they're sort of turning into the New England Midwest.
0: Right, and And it it would be one thing if it were it was working, but we've seen no signs of it working at all. Like their defense has been awful the two years with Patricia. Like that's why it doesn't make sense to me, you know.
1: All right, all right. I uh, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, all right. Number three, who you got?
1: Yep. All right, this next one. This next one's tough. It's three different tight ends that I could choose from. Oh, no. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Mercedes Lewis first for my number three. Okay. Now here's the thing. He re he re-signed with Green Bay, but I don't really understand. So, you know, Jimmy Graham leaves and now, you know, looking at, um, Green Bay's roster, they have two rookie tight ends. Um, they have that Tunyon kid from, I don't know, some in major school. But it's like what are you trying like what are you trying to do? Now I, I understand that um LeFleur, Frenchman, I understand that like he's not so like big on, on tight ends. But if yeah. you're if you're trying to adjust that, like I don't see how an aging veteran who's well past his prime, even more than Jimmy Graham would even have, more, have been had yeah. having stayed in Green Bay. So I just don't understand. Now I believe it was only like a one or two year deal. It's nothing big. But just kind of from a schematic and X's and O's standpoint, it's something that doesn't make sense if you're trying to improve. I, I don't think that being out in the field, Mercedes Lewis is going to be your guy, your number one, and make you better. Um, so, so he's going to be the first tight end that I put up for for number three. Uh, you know, power to him for for continuing to get contracts and stuff like yeah. that. But he's he's a shell of Mercedes Lewis that we remember from Jacksonville six years ago.
0: Yeah, if not longer than six yeah. years ago, you know? I mean, I I get it, I guess. I mean, he he's 35 years old, and I guess he's all right, you know? At that age, he's not good at really anything anymore. He's just kind of like a flat line all the way across the board. Except, and obviously I have no idea, but I expect him to be one of those guys in a locker room that really makes it that culture really, really, really well, you know, more more than a guy like Jimmy Graham, for say, who, you know, all of his, not all, but most of his um, benefits come from on the field. Mercedes seems like a guy who, kind of like Jason Witten, if you want to say, like you just want this guy in your locker room as long as he's not a horrible football player. All the wisdom that comes with him, I'll take it. If it's at the league minimum, you know, I'll take it. Um, So, but yeah, on the field wise, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me, Um, but you know, what's weird. Number three on my list is also a tight end who also came from Green Bay and went south to Chicago. His name's Jimmy Graham. Like you mentioned two years $16 $16 million and $9 million guaranteed for a 33-year-old tight end who has done nothing but decline the past four years, right? I mean, ever since he left New Orleans, he has been on a decline. And how do you go on a decline with quarterbacks like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers? How do you do that? I mean, I, you, you, you could be in a heavy-run offense. I mean, heavy. And still, put up great numbers with those quarterbacks like that. It, it there's no excuse for it. He's been healthy. That's the crazy part. He wasn't very healthy in New Orleans, and he was still five times more productive than he has been with Green Bay or Seattle. And what? And he, and then he gets this contract and a no trade clause and nine million guaranteed over two years from a team who's already got a hundred tight ends on their roster.
1: Yeah, nine I, under contract, nine
0: see, tight you, ends under contract. Who needs all those tight ends? Who, if you have nine yeah. tight ends, you know what that tells me? You have none, you have zero, you have none that are worthy of being on the field.
1: Yeah, and we see now, granted, he's he's much younger, but like we've seen them strike out when they went and um tried to get. Well, I don't even, he's so forgettable, I forgot. It. Oh, Trey Burton, Trey you Burton. know,
0: they, they, they go out
1: and try to yeah. sign him and and they strike out on him. So what makes you think that this is going to be any different? Right. Well, neither, neither guy can really stay healthy at this point. I'm not right. poorly given up on Trey Burton at, at this point, I guess, is because of his age, but yeah. yeah, bringing in, bringing in Jimmy Graham, who at one point we were kind of saying, oh wow, like it's him and Gronk best tight ends in the league. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit like back with his new Orleans days, like he was kind of, that dominant of a type of player, that physical force. Oh, and he just incredible football player. Yeah. And
0: he just
1: isn't that anymore. So yeah. For that to kind of be because that was sort of the bear's first like big move. Um and yeah, to throw him all that money, the guaranteed, the no trade, on top of having an entire right. stable now full of right. tight ends who haven't been able to stick yet, right? Like you would think like at that point having nine, you could figure out one that would stick. But adding Jimmy Graham isn't the answer to that.
0: No, even
1: Even if he can stay healthy, like, he just has shown that he's just not what he once was. And it's just confusing that you would throw that much money at him. Like, I swear, now, granted, is slightly a little biased, obviously, being a Bears fan. But it was like, they just brought him in to try to, like, get Green Bay's playbook or something like that. Probably. Like, right. Is this like this was like a... Like this was um, like a thirteen million or whatever the heck like um, like recon mission, just bringing him in. Like, <laughs> hey, what does Green Bay do? Because right. he's just, he's not, and I don't want you know I don't want to knock the guy, but he's just I'd be surprised if he has five touchdowns this year. I really
0: would. Yeah, and and that's not even so much Jimmy Graham; it's our quarterback. You know, like I mean, yeah, I I with you. They, Tight ends across the board this offseason were pretty uh, interesting, to say the least. To say the least. Uh, All right, number two, who you got?
1: All right. So uh, sticking with tight end because I did have Jimmy Graham, but I, you know, for the sake of repeats, I crossed him off. But sticking with tight ends, I have Austin Hooper with the Browns. Now at one point he was a target for the Bears, and we assumed Hmm. that sort of like what. Uh, Cleveland did. They're just going to throw him a ton of money for a guy. He's good. He's serviceable, but we don't really know what he's made out of yet. He's shown flashes, but those flashes are kind of few and far between. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was it a couple of years ago? He had a big play against the bears. Um, You know, we all remember that, but uh, the amount of money. And then again, the Browns had David still have David Yoku, who they appeared to be that that was going to be the guy, right? Like he's more than serviceable. David Yoku is a good tight end. So I guess why not have another one? But I just think that's way too much money to give to a guy who's unproven. And then at that point, a team who is constantly having turnover, how do you think that that's going to fix anything? Right? right. Year after year, it's, excuse me, new, new coaches, new, new um, coordinators. They're, they're just always turning over because that's what Cleveland does. So mm-hmm. continuing in what they do, I, I don't know. I, if the, if it wasn't so much money, I guess I wouldn't have as much as a problem with with it as I do. But everybody also I guess kind of knew that he was gonna get way he was gonna get way too much money no matter he, where he mm-hmm. went. And luckily, Cleveland was the one who bit and and reeled him in. so I, I just don't get what they're trying to build there. like what are you what are you trying to do, yeah. by having essentially sort of like a one a one b? Now, again, I, I personally I like Noku better in terms of like trying to like run block, and I, I just think that he's kind of a better overall athlete than Hooper is. There, he brings more to the table than Hooper does, right? Like he had those flashes with Atlanta, but it just it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't I don't think bringing him in instantly makes his team better, right? Because that's that's right. kind of what, like my judgments too for like what signifies is like a head scratching or worse is like, does bringing in this player instantly make them better? Cause that should be your goal of free agency. Right. Now you can't always get the guys that you want and stuff like that. I understand right. that, but it, it just shows how little direction the Browns continue to have still.
0: To me, I would put it as surprising. I didn't think Cooper would go to Cleveland. Um, you know, kind of like we were talking about with Melvin Gordon. Just didn't, didn't even think about it before it happened. You know, like didn't didn't even cross my mind that Cleveland was really in the market for Austin Hooper. Um But in terms of the money, honestly, I thought he was going to get more. I really did. I mean, I if you were to told me that he were assigned a four year, $44 million contract, I would have told you he would have been a Chicago bear because I really thought that I don't know who, who it was, who that team was. i maybe thought green Bay would be that team. I thought they were going to be like fourteen fourteen 14 a year. I mean, just because there's not a lot of tight ends in the market and he is the best one and he's coming off a great year. He's going to get overpaid. I thought 11 is actually kind of reasonable for him. You know, I, I don't, and I'm, I'm shocked that that gives him the highest paid tight end role award. I, I did not know that. I would have thought Travis Kelsey or someone would have gotten, would be already making 12 to 15 a year. So that kind of surprised me. But in terms of um, if it's a good signing or not, I disagree with you. But I'll get into that later, all right? I'll get into that later, all right? Uh, number two on my list and it's not, I don't, you know, what? now that I have my list in front of me, I don't like it at number two, but it still doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And let me tell you why. It's not that this guy is not a good football player. It's that a trade happened earlier in the day and a player much better than him was traded for much less. So do you know who I'm talking about?
1: I feel like I do. And now I'm gonna have to figure out who's gonna be my number one. Cause oh. I, I feel like we're on the same wavelength here.
0: Really? Okay, so I'm talking about Stefan Diggs.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Nope. See
0: so, yeah, I, he got... I had
1: him. He's on my other list, but carry out.
0: It's it's yeah. not that I don't like Stephon Diggs. It's not that the Bills didn't need a wide receiver. It, it's it's more so that you know, literally not even twelve. I think actually, yeah, it was about twelve hours earlier. You saw what D Hop went for. You know, basically, basically, you know, they swapped fourth round picks and David Johnson and second round pick is all they traded. But then. The Bills trade a first-round pick, a fourth-round pick, a fifth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick for Stefan Diggs. And then, like again, Stefan Diggs is a really good wide receiver. I don't think he's in that tier of guys like Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and and even Odell Beckham and uh, and, and and Hopkins. But he's a really good wide receiver. But I don't know if he is the level of wide receiver to trade all of that for. And also, I don't know if he's that good to really raise Josh Allen's game. I'm a little biased. I just am not a huge Josh Allen fan. I think he can win you games if you're in the right system and you kind of like Mitch this past season. If you put the offense around his strengths, it can work. And you can win games and you can go to the playoffs just like the bears did two seasons ago and just like the bills did this past season. But if you try to say, man, this guy's really improving and we're going to really accelerate him and we're going to get all these weapons and we're going to go pass heavy. We're all in, we're all in. we want him to be this drop back, you know, five, three, five step drops and just throw the ball all over the field. I feel like that is a recipe for disaster. I don't think he's ready for that. Just like the bears kind of did this past season, with Mitch, you know, they were all, you know, defense, run the ball, be conservative. And then they wanted to open it up. And I'm worried that if the bills do that with Josh Allen, they, you know, they needed a wide receiver, no doubt about it. But if they try to change who they are and what made them successful, I don't think he's the wide receiver to do that for. Let's say, let's say if it was DeAndre Hopkins, I would feel much more comfortable with that. Because he's a guy that no matter what quarterback he has, is going to be... a. don't feel that way with Stefan Diggs, necessarily. And, you know, just going on top of... That was set earlier in the day, they went way over. I mean, may, maybe if I didn't have the Hopkins trade to compare it to, because that's a dumpster fire in its own, maybe I wouldn't feel as strongly. But since it happened literally on the same day it's just kind of weird to me you know they're going to it makes them better
1: but but, but how much here, better well and he, here's the thing though to to counter Stefan Diggs played with Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins yeah, yeah. so if, if if he can do what he did with those guys i guess i i feel a little differently i i do like Josh Allen i'm a Josh Allen fan but I personally think the ceiling for Josh Allen is a lot higher than both of those quarterbacks. So then you throw Diggs in the mix. Who, yeah, he's a good vertical threat over the top, right? He's a decent possession wide receiver too. He's got he's got good hands. He's proven that. Yeah. Um, not the greatest route runner, but again, he could just burn you down the sideline. So I think if a guy like Stephon Diggs could have success with Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins, it could work with him and Josh Allen. Now, I you know, do I think that's inherently going to make Josh Allen that much better and turn him into an MVP caliber? No, but he he could make pro bowls and stuff like that. Like that's, I kind of think Josh Allen's ceiling in my opinion is like a pro bowl type quarterback. So, yeah. he, he he's he's younger, um maybe he can even learn some things from Diggs, but you know, if, if we're going based upon um what they gave up, I could I could agree with that that right. from that aspect it's kind of one of the worst because they did give up so much when again, yeah, we saw what, what new went for. Right. But I, I personally liked it. I actually had it on my other list, but in terms of giving up and, and the capital involved, I could see where it's like, yeah, he's not Stefan Diggs right. is a weird receiver because he's good, but he's also not, he's not going to take a game over. Exactly. Right. Cause there was times where when he was in Minnesota, it's like, huh, well, who really is the number one wide receiver here? Is it, Big, is it Diggs or is it Thielen? Exactly. Right? So, he's... Stefan Diggs is Pro Bowl caliber, but he's the lowest tier Pro Bowl caliber, if that makes sense, right? Like, he's good enough Absolutely. to get those honors and stuff like that, but he's also not going to blow your doors off. And, you know, he, he's not a game wrecker. So...
0: Right. Um I, I could just, see, I could just, see it. just from what you're saying right now, he kind of reminds me of someone we have in Chicago with Allen Robinson. You know,
1: yep.
0: I mean, I personally, it, it makes more sense, and 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 I didn't, I didn't make this point earlier. To me, I if I'm Buffalo, I I have guys who are have that similar skill set to digs who are smaller, quicker, good hands route learner you know i got john brown i got colby uh Cole Beasley, yeah i've got guys like that i need a big body guy a guy like alan robinson who you know just changes things a little bit if it were a, for a guy more with size you know that gives them a little bit of a different um just a different something they can do differently offensively you know it would make more sense to me that way too But like, no, exactly. Like you're saying, like, Dix is good and it makes them better. I just hope that they don't decide to really change everything that made them make the playoffs last season. You know, I mean, I really hope they don't they don't think, okay, we got the wide receiver, let's drop back and throw it fifty times. I think that's that that will go downhill extremely quickly. I like Josh Allen if you If your offensive scheme is more like Baltimore and less like New Orleans, for example, or or something like that or or Tampa Bay now, you know, if you if you if you use his skill sets, which are running the ball and kind of these crazy athletic plays that he can make from time to time because he's such a great athlete and has a freak of nature arm arm strength accuracy wise, he's still working on it. If you do those, I think he can make it. He can make the playoffs almost year in, year out, and maybe win a Super Bowl from there on. But I haven't seen enough from him yet to be OK. Let's take that next step. Let's open everything up. Let's go air raid Patrick Mahomes. All that. I just I hope they don't do that because they have a good thing going with that defense and that culture that running the ball They're they're doing a lot of things right i just hope they don't start to change it kind of like the bears did last season
1: and even in terms of like what they had given up for digs based upon kind of the depth of this wide receiver class they could have probably gotten what they were looking for and what they gave up for him and far less expensive
0: yeah exactly
1: yes a couple of those on paper, and all of the factors that feed that into it, I could agree with you that it falls into, you know, kind of the worst category. But also at the same time, in a weird it way, it makes them some better. The sam- yeah, it does make them better. Mm-hmm. And the samples that we obviously seen from Diggs is a large sample size where it's like, okay, I could understand. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah, what, what they gave up, they definitely could have found in this draft. And yeah. at, that, at that point, it's homegrown talent. Now, obviously, exactly. you know, Diggs has come in. Maybe he can, you know, teach Josh Allen a thing or two. The other wide receivers on the roster, although obviously at this point, like someone like Cole Beasley has been around the block at this point, so there's Mm -hmm. advice and stuff that he could offer to to Josh Allen. But yeah, it was definitely a head scratching move to to see how all in Buffalo went for (laughs) like a for like a one B caliber wide receiver.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And. I I hope that I know um, who is your number one, who your number one is. I really hope I do because it was maybe one of the most head-scratching, what-the-fuck-are-you-doing moves I've ever seen, really, quite frankly. Um, so I'm just going to go on a limb and say your number one would have to be the Texans trading DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Yeah, and and, yeah. and and however however you want to look at it, like I like I had the like the actual which was part of that, I guess, but the acquisition of David Johnson. But yeah, however you, however you want to yeah. slice it, whether that be giving up DeAndre and getting back David Johnson, how, you know, if you want yeah. to slice that up, what was involved? Um, it was it was highway robbery, right? It really like, was. Again, the de-hop trade goes down. Then you've seen what Buffalo gives up for Diggs when D hop is easily top two wide receivers in the league, I think you can make that argument in the Texans who already kind of had a, a decent established running game. Like they had their guy to, right. to a certain degree, right? Obviously offensive line struggles. It, it's hard to determine really how good um, Duke Johnson was going to be and stuff like that. But yeah, bringing in a guy like David Johnson who was good, but, his shelf life wasn't that long, right? Like
0: right, and his contract, yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's sort of the tragic story of the NFL running back. Unfortunately, just yeah. on how the position is, is where yeah, he'll have, have this great stretch of like three, four years, but after that first injury, it's just kind of really never the yep. same. Now, granted, it was it was his wrist, though, but but even yeah. still, yeah, I I don't I don't get what. Houston is trying to establish and what they're trying to do. Right. Like I think if anything, by making that type of move, you're doing more harm to your locker room than you are fixing it. And again, that's not, that's not a knock on David Johnson. Like I, I I like him. He was fun to watch when he kind of was at his peak. He's a good dude, but he's not bringing really anything to the table for your team.
0: No, I mean, Arizona was looking for anyone just to take that contract. I mean, anyone. They were like, hey, what do we have to do? We'll trade you one of our higher picks. We'll trade a fourth-round pick with David Johnson just so we can get him this get this contract off our roster. I mean, they were at that point. So to me, it it doesn't even, like you were talking about going on the opposite side and saying it was head-scratching for the Texans to acquire David Johnson. And that makes sense to me, but to me, it's like, I don't, I don't even think that way because why, why, why would the Texans want David Johnson? You know, like, it's like, they didn't even, I got like, it it seemed like that was just kind of a throw in, you know, like if that was really their focal point and we're like, you know what, if we're going to trade DeAndre uh, Hopkins, we want a really good running back. So they went and got David Johnson. And that that make that makes no sense to me with that contract with his play in recent years. That makes no sense to me that they that their goal was to acquire David Johnson. Like that would that would that would shock me. That would be even more stupid than just trading DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick and David Johnson. Like that that makes no sense to me. But just given the fact that has to be what That has to be it, right? Because, I mean, they swapped fourth-round picks, and the Texans only gained a second-round pick and David Johnson. They gained one pick, and they traded, in my eyes, the best wide receiver in football. And they gained a second-round pick, not even a first-round pick, a second-round pick and a washed-up, I don't want to say washed-up quite yet, but an average... no, he's still a shell. He's a shell he's, of what he used to yes, be. Yes, exactly. If he was on your roster, kind of like like um, Atlanta with Todd Gurley, one year six million. He's still not Todd Gurley of old, but he's good. You want him on your team? I get it. But they didn't have to trade for him. They didn't have to pay him ten to eleven million dollars a year. They're paying him six. If they were to have just signed David Johnson to a 1-year $5 million deal or, or or whatever, great job. But you can't value him that highly. There's just no way. There's I just
1: like I think it's it's a perfect exa- example of where like other than New England, you need to have a GM. Like this Bill yes. O'Brien GM head coach thing. Hasn't worked work. for a long. Hasn't worked for a long time that we've seen. Right. But then you see something like this, and you know, NFL. Other NFL execs are making fun of them again. I called it highway robbery. That's probably the nicest way of putting it. Like, absolutely. It, it's just it, it's unbelievable that you know Houston would be like, mm, you know what, this seems fair. Like, obviously, if you're Arizona, you're like, oh, that's all you want, and you you're going to take on this contract. Hell right. no, yeah, we're all in. But where, where's the mindset of Bill O'Brien when you're looking right. to do something? And again, obviously, always the goal if you're making a trade off out, outside of salary cap and stuff like that, because it is a business. But ultimately, your goal when acquiring a player, no, no matter what the means is, should be to make your team better. They got right. worse from this trade because Very much. I. I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I could name another wide receiver on the Texans. Oh no, maybe I could. Um Will Fuller. Yeah, Will Fuller. Which and he's he's even him is hit or miss. Like, mm. but for him to now be your number one, again, unless unless they I, I don't know where they sit in the draft. I'm just gonna assume it's high. Or no, well, they they, they, they made the playoffs. They won. All right. They so yeah, so okay, so it'll be like a back half of the draft, which you could still get a good wide receiver you can. Really, right? Again, this is a very deep class. But Will, Full- Will Fuller is now going to be your number 1?
0: Yeah. W- Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, and they have Fells at tight end, and maybe they plan on using David Johnson a lot in the passing game. Maybe. That's fine. He's a very good pass catching running back. But you don't trade DeAndre Hopkins when you have one of the- one of the best young quarterbacks in the league on a rookie contract
1: you don't yep. you don't do that you know and, and, think, and
0: like it's, go ahead
1: and yeah I think that's part of the weird thing was too is like I don't know and maybe there was some kind of internal rumblings that the outside world and media don't necessarily hear right maybe. because I'm I'm sure that happens but yeah when you when you have when Deshaun Watson starting to finally get healthy and it kind of seems like the pieces are coming together, like you can build this into something and then you just send away one of the best pieces of that for a bar of candy and some chump change. Right. Like, you're, you're, you're breaking up all of the momentum that you've right. created.
0: And, and there's a history of this from Bill O'Brien, which also makes, makes me mad. Like, I mean, he did the same with David Clowney uh yep. Dwayne Brown who who did he oh but then he traded for um
1: he traded for but, Laramie Tunsell
0: yeah Tunsell and I guess that was an all right move but then he gave up a first round pick for Tunsell
1: I'm pretty sure
0: and, and, and again, but that like, doesn't
1: get. and that's the thing it's like I don't really even think Bill O'Brien is good as a head coach so like no the, the he's f- all right the fact that anyone thinks he was, you know, going to be successful as a GM again—we've seen that time and time and time in and time out. The the front office, if you want to call it, for Houston, his is getting laughed at by the rest of the NFL. It's like, hey, look at these idiots. Exactly. And if you're if you're an owner of, of the Texans, or hell, even a player like a D Hop used to at this point, or Deshaun Watson, who has clout in that locker room. How do you continue to let this happen? Yeah, I was never—I didn't like Bill O'Brien. Like at Penn State, yeah, he he spent time in New England. Woohoo, great! But I was confused when he got the head coaching job in Houston. I'll be honest with you, I was surprised when he got that, and then to give him additional responsibilities. Now, I guess you can cut it up and saying, oh, well, he was a head coach in college, so recruiting and stuff like that—that's sort of the same thing as being a GM whatever kind of rationale that was going to be put yeah. into it to justify what yeah. what they're doing there, it, it, it's just unbelievable that this guy, A, is still a coach of the Texans, and B, they still continue to be like, oh, yeah, we don't need a GM. I think this is good enough. Because, right. again, the only place that that's worked is New England right. because exactly. Bill Belichick is just different. His mind is just different. different. Yep. And he has a track record of success to back up. That right. yeah, I could be a decent executive too. Getting rid of guys, you know, before they get right. out of their prime. Maybe getting them a little right. too, getting rid of them a little too soon. But always knowing when it's time to move mm-hmm. on. Exactly. And yeah. So see, I, w- I was real nervous too because I-, I thought when you were building up to um oh you had no who did you have before that
0: uh, oh Stephon uh, Diggs
1: Stephon Diggs yeah I thought I thought you were building up to to David Johnson. So, whether or not no. you wanna skip yours or if you have somehow something that can top that, I would be shocked if you have something that could top that. But and the no. crazy thing was too, is that happened pretty early in like the off season. I still don't get the whole yeah, legal first day. Like like I don't get the whole legal tampering period because there's so many deals getting done at that point. like just extend free agency just start okay. it sooner. I don't get that. But, yeah, that was one of the first moves that was done. And I don't want to say it set the tone, but like they've been pretty stagnant since.
0: Yep. Yeah. So I honestly,
1: just, it's like, yeah. no, like they, 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 the way that Tennessee is trending upwards, the way that Indianapolis is trending upwards, on addition of the moves that Houston right. made, again, they're stopping all momentum that they've been building towards.
0: Right. Doesn't make any sense. Not at all. So, I don't, I don't even... I don't get it.
1: Like, I, I, man, to be a fly in the wall in that locker room, because I, I don't yeah. even... How do you How do you even, like, try to... And I'm not saying... I don't know Bill O'Brien. He's maybe a good dude. I, I believe that he is. But how do you even listen to this guy at this point? Yeah. When knucklehead are continuing to happen, right. day in and day out, year after year, it's it's the same dumb things. Yep. How how on earth do you listen to this guy then and be motivated by him? Right.
0: And, and, and what, what doesn't, another thing that doesn't make sense to me is not only how is he the GM, but the GM before that, Rick Smith did a good job. Yeah. (laughs) What, why, why did he lose his job? I mean, he drafted JJ Watt. He drafted DeAndre Hopkins. He drafted Deshaun Watson. What did he do to the, to not to lose his job but yet bill o'brien somehow has his dual job you know i don't i don't get it at all i really just do not but yeah no it was it was definitely number one on my list as well um were there any that we didn't get to that you kind of wanted to mention before we before we move
1: yeah I, i i could do an honorable mention now again this is one of those weird things where it kind of feeds into like what the bigger picture is but like I have um Yannick Nyoku from Jacksonville
0: oh, on there
1: because yeah that was better I'm um, <laughs> both names but that that was one thing that I don't get because it, it's clear that his time there is done so I don't even see what the point was is even trying to do like franchise him and then do like a sign and trade somewhere else like I don't I don't right. get why they didn't just like move on Like, why delay this process by franchising him? And he's been vocal about his displeasure in Jacksonville. It's well known. So, and I just, I don't get why you would even waste your time to franchise him. Like, just move on. Just rip off the Band-Aid. See what you can get in return. He's obviously should come with a decent price tag because he is a good football player. So I, I, I'll I throw that in there for my honorable mention because just, it just doesn't make sense to slow down that process. Yeah. Like, just just trade and move on. It, it's, right. it's clear that his services are no longer welcomed in Jacksonville. From right. his end, I guess.
0: Right. And, I mean, they've traded and let everyone else, you know, walk. So why yeah. not in Gakwe? You know, like, literally, I mean, every piece of that team that was so good two years ago or three years ago, whenever that was, is gone. Yep. It, it's crazy. I mean, uh, from the defensive side, at least, Jay, they traded Jalen Ramsey. They traded Bouye. They traded Clayus Campbell. And Gakwe's gone. Uh, Dante Fowler. Uh, 10 toes down. You know, what? what's... uh, Telvin Smith, he's... You know, he retired, you know? He walked away for some reason. It's like, every part of that team... That great one year wonder. That, that was such a great team. And of course, Blake Bortles is gone, the leader of that ship. I mean, it, it's crazy how quickly things went south. And not, not only how quickly, but how south it went. I mean, you, it, it, it would happen just like that. I mean, they were this close, this close to going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that, they, had, and they we never have the ropes. it. Yeah. I just—it kills me because I would have loved to have seen that defense and Blake Bortles in the Super Bowl. I would have loved it,
1: loved it. But to a certain, to a certain degree, I mean, granted, I, I was a fan of the the Rams, New England Super Bowl. All of the you know, knucklehead non-football fans were like, ooh, so boring." Could you imagine had that been Jacksonville in LA? I think, you have, I think that was
0: I think that was the next year. I think the year before was Philadelphia, New England. Because didn't it? Because I that thought, was Kansas was... City, Kansas City, New England was the, the that AFC championship game.
1: Oh, uh, you're right, you're right. Where, where they should New
0: England should have lost that game too. I mean, fuck, fuck New England.
1: You know what? Just Whoa, it. I thought I thought you were a New England guy. I mean I like I like because i'll I'll be honest with you they're they're like my like one b like obviously like yeah. I'm never gonna like not root for the Bears like if the right. Bears in New England were playing against each other, but I don't know i'm I'm I've been New England I don't, Hell, I don't since Brady got there. yeah,
0: I don't know if I have a one b I really don't you yeah, know, no they come and New go England. like I love Jacksonville, you know, um, I like Baltimore. I like that culture it comes and goes like right now i really like uh denver and the chargers like i really okay, like no, what they're doing you know
1: no it, it's it's pretty like steadfast that like new england is kind of my afc you know team, what? per se like if you i'm if i'm not rooting for chicago i'm rooting for new england
0: we're do, we're going to do this we're going to make this a totally different podcast we're going to do a show um called like 1b Sports teams for Chicago fans or something like that. Let's do it. See,
1: right now? No, 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 not, not oh. right now,
0: not right now. <laughs> TBD is the future, but okay, okay. Yeah, I think I think that'll be interesting. Interesting to talk about. Um, but like, dude, we're at an hour and eight, so this is my plan. From we're gonna just live on the show. We're gonna change change things up. We're gonna stop this one. Okay, right now and I'm going to hit this little pause button and we're going to start it back up and we're just going to do the five best I mean yeah five most impactful we'll do that as a total okay 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 that sound good
1: yeah i'm down with that
0: all right so um i guess i don't even know how to end this don't go anywhere or you know like if you guys if you guys like that hour and you want to li- like we said earlier like joe mentioned if you want to end this on a positive note just keep listening, okay? The next show, we're going to do it right now. We're just going to break it up, just in case, um, to the five most impactful moves of the NFL offseason so far. So, I guess, I mean, I guess we have to wrap this up, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, so, again, uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys continue to listen to the next one because I think it's going to be just as good and, of course, more positivity, which is what everyone needs in the world right now. Um, so again, thank you for listening to bear with us. I'm Jordan Jensen,
1: still Joe Bolanski,
0: and we'll talk to you very, very soon.